Corbin. Uh, Corbin's got what Nick had. So we're trying to. We hope it doesn't go through the whole team, but uh, it's it's in it's kind of in the athletic department. A lot of Tim has it. That's why he wasn't in practice today. So uh, hopefully we can stop this and not have to go through everybody. LJ's dealing with uh, you know a sore knee, and we've uh, he's had it for quite a few weeks here, and, and now we're trying to kind of pinpoint it, and it, it, it's, it had some swelling in it, so we're trying to figure out what's happening with him. Is Nick uh, Nick's feels better. You know, it was, it was good to hear him in practice today when, you know, we get about halfway through and, you know, he makes a couple really strong plays and you could, he, I think he said to one of his teammates, man, it just feels good to have a little bit of energy, you know, and I think that that's a real thing for him and hopefully he can, you know, get back to full strength here and, and be more like the Nick we're accustomed to this weekend. If your team is having struggles in the first half to get going, maybe maybe not producing as many points as you need, what sort of things do you do to try to fix that issue? Well, the, 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 the most important thing to do is make adjustments at halftime so that you become better at it. You have to remember that we're not the only team that's preparing for the game. Yeah, there's another team that's preparing for a game. And their game plans are not really similar to the last time we played them. They, they've, they've changed a lot from, uh, from game to game. And I think that uh, with uh, you know, less experienced guys, it takes a little bit longer to kind of respond to it and react to it. And I think that uh, both these teams this weekend had a great plan against us. And I think we adjusted to it and we became better. Uh, and you know our, our our plan needs to be better in the first half, and we need to be able to. Uh, it, so sometimes it's a matter of X's and O's, and other times it's just a matter of confidence and trying to impose your will and ex- out execute people and make make that happen as a result of just you know mental toughness and and commitment to each other, and uh, that's hard to really kind of kind of read in preparation. It's really easy to read during the game. When it's happening, and uh, I think that the so, some of the real tangible things that you can do uh, in those adjustments are personnel adjustments, where you can actually, uh, you know, maybe switch things up a little bit, maybe go small, uh, maybe go big. You know, um, the depth of your bench is important in trying to make those adjustments, but I, I think it. At halftime, you can you can also do some things that can give your guys put them in a better position to be successful in the second half. How do you anticipate you make those adjustments for the second time in these games? You know, for us, you, we we try to uh, you know take a look at the things that were really successful for us, and then try to kind of predict how they're going to you know respond to that. And uh, and then have a plan of our own. I, I think that it's it's a little bit difficult in the fact that you're playing in a, in a league with four new coaches. That this is your first time through, or your, maybe your second time through, um, and, and you don't really you haven't seen so much of them over the years and how they respond in, in different spots. Uh, Personnel is pretty consistent this year. There's not really too many teams with. Just all new personnel. You'll, LMU's got a lot of new guys, and 
Uh, Portland's pretty similar personnel-wise, but those are all factors that go into it sometimes. Uh, uh, Gonzaga's got a lot of new guys, the guys that guys, our guys have never really seen or played against. Um, and so uh, it's, it's hard to prepare for personnel. You kind of just have to experience it. Dave, you guys have struggled even with experienced teams at Pepperdine. Why, why do you think it is that what makes that such a hard place? Well, there's two things, Jay. One is that it's a really athletic team, okay? And year in and year out, they have uh, uh, just athletic guys who cause us problems. Um, and they cause us problems in here, too. I mean, it's not like it, it's just over there. Uh, I think their size over the years – um, has been in physical, not not so much their height, but just their physical strength uh, has has caused us to to either speed up or not be able to function uh, in, in a situation in a half court where we really execute. They get through screens. They're tough and physical and athletic, and I think that's um, been you know one of the one of the reasons. I also think that in the past. That their depth has been, uh, you know, terrific. They've, they've they've had some injuries this year, and it's really affected their depth. But uh, we'll see. They, they've also, you know, they've, they've always had you know one or two guys who can really really score the ball, and then five or six complementary guys who are really good. Their guards have been uh, really physical, but but good offensive players. So I think the combination between those two things has has, has caused us. Uh, not to be able to get in the rhythm that we like. Uh, the times that we've been successful, and especially in there, were when we could throw the ball inside and score around the basket. And we did that with Noah and with Brandon and some of those guys uh, early. Um, I remember Brandon one night had a huge, huge game in there, maybe upwards of 30 or close to 30 points. And uh, I, I, I just you know, I think that uh, that'll be important for us to get get at the rim and any way we can. Dribble penetration, throwing the ball into the post, hopefully get to the foul line. Anything else? Uh, is, what, is, what is it about Gavin that makes him so successful on that 1-3-1 uh, one, one I think that uh, number one is his energy, his relentless effort. He just continues to – and we've changed it a little bit. We want him – Instead of positioned him, we, we actually want him aggressively into the defender. Uh, we'll see how people adjust to it. If they actually start to just really attack off the dribble, that'll cause us uh, some adjustments that we'll need to make. But right now, with with people, especially teams that are trying to get to late in the shot clock and pass and pass and pass, the more passes they make, the more opportunities we have to deflect it or get our hands on it. But he's deceivingly long too, uh, and. And he plays uh, with just a, a tremendous amount of energy, and, and he's just determined. And we've just told him we want him to get his, his hand on the ball as many times as he possibly can from that position. And uh, he's taken that challenge, actually, was uh, um, really good in both these games this weekend. But you've taken the West Coast, oh, sorry, West Coast Conference was uh, 32nd pace. When did this league become... Princeton League. I mean, is, is it the new, new coaches? Is it? I think that Gonzaga has dominated this league for years and they play so fast. And people, I think, have tried to play fast with them. And now that it's kind of 
because when we came in, it was pretty fastly. I think I think it was like ten or eleven in the country. And now we've, and I I believe that that's the effect of people trying to knock them off. You know, when uh, when Davin made the team, he told us that he tried out and made it. What did you see, or did you know about him having played at Riverside before? Uh, we we had actually talked to um, you know people who knew him and uh, uh, you know Cody was here at the time Cody Figure who's at Utah Valley and and he was on the Riverside staff before Dav came on so he had a pretty good idea from the previous staff of what he was and and uh, he he was I mean when he left Riverside to go on his mission he was determined that when he came home he was going to come to BYU either way. And so when he enrolled here, we put him through the walk-on process, and uh, and his I think in the in the in the, in the walk-on tryouts, what really kind of impressed us was his just his diversity, his ability to do so many different things in a short period of time that we saw. But he shot the ball well and played hard. He could guard in the post. You know, he was a pretty good defender on the perimeter. But he was just a little bit advanced from that group, and that obviously has to do with the experience that he had when he, when he played a year of Division One basketball. You guys kind of have a different challenge this week with you know, back-to-back road games uh, the same weekend, yet you still have a travel day in between. How do you kind of approach that? I think we'll do it similar, you know, similar to how, how we uh, uh, have done it, you know, with uh, the, the travel days in the first five weeks of the season. Um, the, the, I think a couple of those times we were traveling home, three of those times we were traveling home, and you have the luxury of playing at home on that Saturday night. That won't be the case uh, this weekend. And, and, and the challenge is, uh, I mean, but I, I really I, I really believe that this is a, um, kind of a, uh, it, it, it's just a, a road trip that will kind of define us as, uh, where we are and where we need to be and what we can do and and, and hopefully that we can get both of them.